from the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey. This is Teeing It Up uh, with Jeremy showing for Wednesday, January 28th, the year 2021. And it is my pleasure to welcome back to the show, starting her fifth year and fourth full time as, as, as a reporter for the PGA Tour on CBS. Welcome back, Amanda Balionis, to the show. Welcome back, Amanda. Uh, thanks for having me back, Jeremy. Uh, it, it is a pleasure. CBS kicks off its 64th consecutive season of golf coverage this Saturday and Sunday from uh, uh, Torrey Pines and the Farmers Insurance Open at 3 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. And that's where I kind of want to start, Amanda, because uh, this, uh, this week last year, you launched the first fundraiser for your foundation. Now you have officially launched the foundation. So first, tell us about the foundation. And secondly, the player who showed up at that fundraiser was Mark Leishman. He went on and won the Farmers Insurance Open. Did you get a call from him wondering if there was something he, uh, 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 wondering if there was something he could help out with? Is he superstitious? <laughs> you know, I actually, uh, I have a puppies and golf ball marker for him that I need to give to him at some point before the weekend just to uh, hopefully keep that good juju going since we obviously couldn't have an event this year. But, yeah, so last year um, I did my first. We've been selling the Puppies and Golf T-shirts uh, for a couple years to raise money for Canines for Warriors, which is an organization that I uh, physically volunteered at when I was living in Jacksonville, Florida, and just fell in love with the entire organization with the work they do, the way they do it, and wanted to just keep being involved. And these puppies and golf shirts were kind of a funny, reverent way to do that and kind of get the golf world um, maybe to have more awareness about this organization that, uh, for those who maybe aren't familiar, they go in to shelters and nine, over 90% of the dogs in this organization are rescued from shelters and a lot of them are, are coming from high kill shelters and they train these dogs to become service animals for our military veterans who are battling PTSD post uh, 9-11. So um, they go and save the dog, the dog saves the veteran and it's just like this beautiful full circle moment. So uh, that was the genesis of the Puppies and Golf t-shirts and I was just completely taken aback by how many people um you know, helped us out and, and bought the shirts and, and loved the idea behind it. And we were able to raise north of $20,000 doing that and, and be able to sponsor a dog. And when I saw that, you know, I think it's just kind of my personality. That my next thought was, well, how can we make this bigger? And we launched our first brick-and-mortar event last year, and Callaway came on. We had an incredible company actually build uh, from scratch, a six-hole putting course, which was amazing. Uh, and we had 400 people come through last year with their dogs and um, help us raise even more money. And, and that was kind of when I realized, you know, there's something here and we can make a big difference, not just with Canines for Warriors, but with shelters across the country if we make this thing official. So I spent the last couple months um, putting together this 501c3 and no one tells you how hard it is which is probably because they once they know you would never do it if you knew otherwise uh but we are officially launched and are giving grants to shelters in need and families that have rescues and 
you know, might have a dog that needs surgery or has cancer and needs chemo, uh, we're able to cover at least part of those costs for them uh, and, of course, continue to, to give back to canines for warriors. So, yeah, Mark Leishman showed up absolutely unexpected. I, you know, I really didn't invite any players because I, I didn't want anyone to feel an obligation to come. And he came and uh, kicked my butt on the putting course. We had a, we had a beer together, and then he went on to win that week. So uh, hopefully now a lot of players will want to come because it's clearly a good luck charm to support puppies in golf. <laughs> yes, and with the U.S. Open in June, you know, if you hold an event during U.S. Open week, if we're at that point come June in this country, you may get mm -hmm. the entire field showing up. You know, I would not hate that, and I really think we would be able to save all of the dogs if yeah. this happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Puppiesingolf.org, uh, and, um, and it's also on Instagram, at puppiesandgolf. Um, this is just me totally editorializing here. I have bought multiple people the baby onesies. They've loved them, and I have a T-shirt. It's super comfortable. I cannot recommend the merchandise enough. So. Oh, that, and we actually we do have um, a couple more collaborations coming out in actually the next week, which should be um, which should be really fun too. So I'll be interested to hear your feedback. <laughs> nice. I, I I will happily try them out and let you know. Um, Okay, so now going from off the golf course to on the golf course, um, I was on the CBS uh, uh, season preview conference call last week, and there were multiple mentions for, quote, more smart cart collaboration. So <laughs> as the person who was always in front of that smart cart uh, 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 during telecasts and, and for player interviews, what should we expect in 2021? Yeah, I mean, I posted a, a little sneak peek of the of the upgraded smart cart yesterday. It was my first time seeing it, and she got quite the makeover. Um, so the first thing I think viewers are going to see on Saturday is that the smart cart just looks newer, cleaner. Um, you know, it, it looks like it has more technology in it, and it does, in fact, have more technology in it. So uh, it's always been a goal of ours to make the smart cart really emulate the forward thinking of social media and of technology today. And we, we want viewers at home to see it and recognize, um, you know, listen, people are always, you know this, Jeremy, people are always asking for more technology and golf, yep. right? So it, it didn't really make sense, I don't think, for us to come to the most, you know, tangible high-tech thing that we have on the broadcast and have it kind of look old-fashioned. Um, so Seller Shy... He totally took this uh, under his wing, and he said, we're going to make this thing look and feel and be, um, you know, more technology advanced, more technologically advanced, and uh, that's exactly what we did. So we have some really cool things uh, up our sleeves for this weekend that include, you know, ARL and having some 3D images of holes and just being able to showcase the golfers and the highlights and the course in a different, newer, sleeker way. So um, I am really, really excited to, to get my hands on this smart cart in a live uh, broadcast environment this weekend. Sounds, uh, uh, sounds exciting, and I can't wait to see it because it really has been a nice addition. And if it's getting an even bigger upgrade, that can only be better. We have Amanda Balionis with us on Teeing It Up. Last we saw you guys was at Augusta, and obviously your uh, very emotional interview with... Uh, uh, Dustin Johnson went viral, but I want to 
I'm uh, about that from a different angle, which is you see these guys week in, week out in a different uh, circumstance. It's right before an interview. It's right after an interview. It's at pro-am parties. It's at, you know, just hanging around the course during tournament week. And you can see different sides of players. You can see players that are really frustrated and would never show it on air, but they're not very happy. Or And you can see players who are, you know, super giddy. You can see super emotional people, uh, uh, people all by themselves, people with families. And the takeaway from all of us at home was we had never seen that emotional side from Dustin Johnson. And I'm just curious, had you, had you seen any any sign of any kind of different emotional person when he was either around his kids or around Paulina or around anything that would lead you to believe that he might break down on air like that because it was just a remarkable watch and we had never seen anything like it at home yeah you know, you know I haven't um you know Dustin's not the one I spend any time with uh you know unless it's in a you know on the golf course and you know before before rounds after rounds uh, but, I mean, I absolutely, I think the one thing that I had noticed and, and I've, you know, and I think I've made these notes publicly is that he definitely changed when he became a father for for the absolute better. And I, and I think he would tell you that, too. He mm. just, I think he appreciates things more. I think he sees things from a different perspective. And I think he genuinely he loves being a dad. And I, and I think that changes people um, in ways that, a lot of us don't understand probably until we become parents. You know, I don't understand it. I'm not a parent, but I certainly saw the change in him. Um, and, I, and I do. I think that makes you appreciate things a little bit more. And, I, you know, I had always heard from his camp. I mean, I, I'm pretty close with his agent, David Winkle. And David and I have talked often, and he would constantly tell me what a great man you know Dustin is and how hard he works and how you know he, he brags about DJ in ways that DJ will never brag about himself and that to me is what struck me during that interview was Dustin is private you know and he has every right to be that and he and he want, he is a different guy on the golf course and when you talk to him about golf than he is with his family and with his friends. And I think that compartmentalization is really important for certain players. But when he started to break down, my first thought was, this is what, this is what David's been talking about. Mm. Like, this is the guy that people in his inner circle see and they understand how much this matters to him. And especially those stories that we have been hearing all week about, you know, does, does the Masters really mean as much, you know, to DJ as, as, we, as we talk about? And every single person in his camp is saying it means even more. Every single putt when he was growing up was to win the Masters when he was practicing. Like, that, that was just it for him. And so I, I think it just kind of uh, reaffirmed the things that we had heard, not from DJ, but from the people around him who care about him and love him and support him. And it was just really nice, I think, for the fans at home that root for him because he's just a freak of nature athlete, right? Like, he's fun to watch play golf, but people had never really seen that other side of him. So I think it was really cool for the DJ fans to kind of, like, be almost, like, double down and be like, oh, my gosh, I love this guy even more. And then for guys that – for fans at home that maybe – 
he didn't resonate with before, all of a sudden they're rooting for him too because they start to see that human side. Um, so it, it was a pretty, it was a pretty cool moment. And for me, I feel like this is why there may not be a major hangover with Dustin because he was already private before. He was already working his butt off before. He achieved what he wanted to, to achieve, which is to make a putt to win the Masters. And yet, I feel like with the people around him, his family around him, his team around him, I feel like he's going to be as much a threat as anybody uh, to win down Magnolia Lane this coming April as he was coming into Augusta as the hottest player in the world. Yeah, I mean, listen, he is just, Dustin is just so good at golf. He, he is just so good. And the more, you know, when you think about the fact that he's won every season, you know, on the PGA Tour, and, you know, you read these stories how he didn't even really practice that much in the beginning of his career. Like, and now he's, you know, the last few years, he's really started to dial that in, and now we've seen him break through even more barriers. Um, it's pretty amazing, and, and you do have to think there is no limit. For, for Dustin, especially when he cares as much as he does about things um, like the Masters. And I, and I do think once those floodgates open for someone like him who has all the talent in the world and maybe just needed that affirmation that he could accomplish the ultimate goal, um, you know, you have to kind of think maybe maybe the floodgates open for him for, for way more majors to come at a, at a much more rapid pace. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's hard. To, it's definitely hard to bet against Dustin Johnson. It was hard to bet against him before. I, I think it's nearly impossible to bet against him now. He's now second all time for consecutive seasons with a win to start a career at fourteen. Um, only Jack and Arnie at seventeen each um, is first, <laughs> which is just astounding. What both they did and what Dustin Johnson has done. The guy who, who Dustin is tied with in that status, Tiger. And last time you and I spoke was right before the match two. And that was, in my opinion, the best Tiger looked all, all uh, for the entire calendar year. It was hot. It was humid. And as you know very well, unfortunately, it was pouring rain that day. Um, and I just wonder, in light of, of yet another back surgery, his fifth last week, is the best weather condition for Tiger full-time now hot, humid, and maybe or maybe not rainy? I mean, I think that has been the ideal condition for him for years, you know, and, I, and he'll tell, I mean, he has said that publicly, that I think, again, I've never had back issues. Um, I, I don't think many people have had back issues with the severity that Tiger has, but anyone with even nominal um, back issues will tell you warmer, humid weather just feels better, right? And, and colder weather is, is just going to take forever to warm your body up. I mean, remember, the year that Tiger, you know, won his last Masters, they moved the tee times up on Sunday. I asked him when he was going to have to get up for, to prepare for his final round tee time, and he told us something like 3.30 in the morning because that's how long it took for him to get his body ready in, you know, not hot and humid conditions. So... Um, yeah, I, I think the hotter, the more humid, the, the better anyone's body who, is, who has gone through as much trauma as, as his has is it, always going to be the preference. Um, it, and we, we just don't know, right? Like, Tiger does not talk very openly about where his current status is with his health. But you have to think, and he has proved us wrong every time before, 
Um, but you just have to think that at some point his body can only handle so much and, and we're only going to see him at tournaments where he knows it is going to be the right condition for his body to work. Um, but, you know, I, we've all said that before, and then he goes on and makes us all look like idiots. So, you know, yes. you know he's, he's an incredible athlete, and uh, his mental toughness surpasses, I think, anything we've we've ever seen and we probably will ever see in, in golf and maybe beyond. CBS is uh, uh, CBS is Amanda Balionis with us here on Teeing It Up. Um, my favorite report that you had in all of 2020 was during the first round of the PGA Championship. It was on ESPN of all places uh, when you guys um, had your uh, three-hour shift, I think it was, that day. And it was on Bryson DeChambeau. And the fact mm-hmm. that he had something like three extra club heads and two extra shafts in his car. And that was the round folks may uh, remember where his club head fell off. And you talked to somebody in his camp who said, oh yeah, they were able to just head right to his car and just get the uh, uh, brand new one and get it all uh, back together. I, I just love that anecdote. It was just, it, it it's a crazy stat and it shows to me the, levels and 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 the depth of what he's doing that him and his team have done so look he's now a major championship um but i think there's still some wondering is this a is this a a small window for him is this a three-year window a five-year window compared to some others who have 10 to 15 years and what he's trying to do with his body what's your thoughts having gotten to know him having gotten to know his camp and now seeing what he's done winning that u.s open you know, I think it's probably going to be a a moving, a constant moving target for Bryson in terms of his body because he is constantly trying to perfect everything. And what's incredible is that he's able to do that at a level that we've never seen before. He increased not only his body mass, but his, his length off the tee with every club in the bag tenfold and got better with putting. And that, that was the thing that had never been done before. Uh, and that was, you know, we've seen people try to do that. You know, we, we saw Tiger get huge and muscular, and then his body started to break down. We saw Rory do the same thing and then have to pull back. It's a really difficult thing to change your body, which requires you then to change your swing and your field and still have the time to perfect the one stat that will always matter most, which is your putting. And, you know, I think we did see it a little bit at the Masters with Bryson. The, the expectation was so high, not only from others, but definitely from an internal expectation for Bryson. And things just could not have really gone any worse. And, he, you know, he was starting to get that vertigo, and he was trying to figure out his stomach didn't feel good. And I think these are the things that are going to happen when he's pushing himself at such extreme levels in such short periods of time that there are going to be weeks that he may be miscalculated, but he's never going to quit on that, you know? So do I think there's a short window of time? No, I think Bryson DeChambeau is going to be constantly evolving and constantly challenging himself and figuring out new ways to do things. But I do think that might create a little bit of a roller coaster in terms of results as opposed to maybe what people would expect to see with his consistent results, um, which is what, you know, we have seen in that last year. It was incredible what Bryson has been able to do, um, but I just think it will turn more into a moving target more than it will be a definitive window. 
Um, and he may also have the quote of the year for 2021 already by saying that his speed training led him to, to nearly black out, which is not a statement I I thought I would ever hear from a golfer. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's what Bryson does, right? He gives us one-liners that we're like, oh, my God, okay. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka. who has the best bounce-back year and why? Cool. You know, you know, listen, they all have the capability to do huge things, and no one was I, – I, I think everybody wants to see Rory McIlroy come through at the Masters in April, and it would be one of the best, most compelling sports stories uh, that we've had in quite some time, um, you know, obviously in addition to Tiger winning the Masters the last time. But uh, I, I do feel like Brooks Kepka. he is just a dude with the biggest chip on his shoulder – and I think watching Dustin win the Masters and, you know, having all of this attention around him at the PGA Championship and the trash talking that he did, um, you know, he, he puts pressure on himself and he also opens the door for others to put pressure on him. But I think that's what he feeds off of. So I think now that he's, I think, finally healthy, and able to get back at it, I think we're going to see a big year from Brooks Kepka, who absolutely has something to prove, and I don't think he stops until he proves it. Um, I am with you 100%. I think that he's in the best shape of all three of them. Spieth, you don't know where his head is mentally. Ricky's going through swing changes. Brooks just had to get healthy, and I just think it's a matter of time and timing and reps, and then he'll be back to his normal winning self, uh, uh, um, his his normal winning self. Conversely, as we talked to CBS's, um, as, as, as we talked to CBS's, Amanda Balionis here on Teeing It Up, the Farmers Insurance Open is this Saturday and Sunday on CBS at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Hovland, Wolf, Morikawa, those are the three everybody puts together, but I want to put Xander Shoffley alongside uh, uh, them. If you could only have two on a team, where are you going? Mm, you're like, it's like, man, you're trying, you're trying to pick your favorites out of all of your favorites. Um, yeah, exactly. Morikawa, no, no doubt, not even a second thought. Morikawa, to me, the first time I interviewed him, I he walked away and my jaw was on the floor because I felt like I had just spoken to someone who was so mature beyond his years and was so ready to take over the PGA Tour immediately. And it's exactly what we, you know, there, there's something different in these guys when they are different, you know. And there aren't many times that you talk to young talent and it strikes you immediately how special they're going to be. And Colin Morikawa is, is absolutely one of those. Um, Man, so I have to pick between Hovland, Wolf, and Shoffley, huh? I mean, they're all, listen, they're all going to be tremendous players for the next 20, 30 years. But, you know, I think I'd go with Hovland, honestly. I think I'd go with Victor Hovland. And it, it has to do with his mentality, and I don't think he is ever someone who is going to fall down that rabbit hole of trying to change too much or do too much. He's so steady and he's so comfortable with who he is and his game and what he knows he can do. Um, and he flies under the radar just enough compared to these other guys that I think he's someone um, that will start to shock people with 
the victories and the consistencies. Um, you know, he just, he just, I think, is, is kind of figuring out how to do all of that and be on tour and travel the way he's traveling. So if I had to pick two, I would like to pick all four, but if you're forcing me, I'm going to go Morikawa and Hopland. <laughs> um, and, and regarding um, uh, Colin, I talked with his coach, Dr. Rick Sessinghouse, for a, um, a uh, work article recently. And the biggest thing that I took away from is I think those who have been working with somebody for a long time, then they go to college, become big in college, um, head to the pros, become big as a pro, and then keep their longtime coach who knows their game best, it puts them in an incredibly good position to succeed because it's somebody you've known for all those years. And I think that was a very wise move by Colin to not change coaches at any time. Uh, well, and, and you trust them, you know, like yeah. there's no, there's no ulterior motive. There's no, okay, well maybe he's saying, you know, it's, it's it, the, the trust factor I don't think can really, can be valued enough in a situation like that. I am with you totally on that. Finally, final question. What are you looking forward to most in 2021? Cool. I'm looking forward to a lot, but I, I will say it's made me incredibly giddy to realize that we just came off a Masters in November and we get to go back already in April. <laughs> um, it feels like we're getting really freaking spoiled with uh, being able to go to Augusta, Georgia, uh, you know, multiple times in, in such a close window. So I am... And especially considering, you know, Rory is looking unbelievable right now, and Brooks is healthy, and Dustin's, you know, now your your defending champion. I mean, the the storylines are just insane coming into this, and you know, it's funny to even think that because I I think for a while there, if Tiger wasn't playing or we didn't think he was healthy enough to play, we were kind of reaching for storylines, and now I think we've come to this unbelievable point in golf, which I think many questioned if we ever would, where there are so many compelling stories outside of Tiger, which is so important for for all of us um, and important for this sport. So, uh, yeah, I cannot wait for, uh, for this upcoming Masters in April. But, uh, you know, I'm just excited for this season as a whole. I'm, I'm really hoping that moving forward at some point we're going to see fans start to be allowed um, to come back with the vaccine becoming hopefully as you know more and more accessible um, it would be really really wonderful towards the end of this season uh, to be able to get some sense of normalcy back and just watch the enjoyment not just on the fan faces to be able to come back and watch live golf but I, I just think these players are going to be giddy about it and it's going to take it's going to take these tournaments to even another level um, with just a greater appreciation for things that maybe we took for granted in the past. So I, I'm excited for I'm excited for change in a positive direction in 2021. And just think, we just went through a whole 27-minute podcast and never mentioned Patrick Cantlay, never mentioned Justin Thomas. We can roll mm-hmm. on and on and on about these names. Phil, we didn't even mention Phil. <laughs> And, and, you know, his speed training, I mean, it is so deep right now. And, yeah, hopefully fans will come back and, and hopefully you'll get to end your season in Jersey City at Liberty National with a full house. That would be um, a fantastic situation if that's the case. 
Um, yes. For uh, for the CBS slate, CBS kicks off their 64th consecutive year of televising the PGA Tour this Saturday and Sunday. Farmers Insurance open at 3 p.m. Eastern. Amanda Balianich will be back in front of her enhanced smart cart. Thank you, Amanda, for coming on teeing it up. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much for having me. This is great. You got it. And um, thank you to all of you for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review. And remember, it's the Puppies and Golf Foundation, puppiesandgolf.org, for uh, both to donate to help these shelters and to buy fantastic um, merchandise as well. Have a great day, everybody.